Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Father, tonight, the second night, the final night, thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you for everyone who is here tonight. I know it's a special night. You told me about tonight. And it's indeed a special night. Thank you for the experiences, the encounters that you are giving us, that you have given to us, and that you are going to give to us. I give you praise and I give you honor in Jesus' name. And somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a big hand clap. And you may please be seated. Those who are thankful, that's what I'm preaching about. There are some people who are thankful. There are some who are not thankful. Are you thankful? Ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor if he or she is thankful. How many, were you, how many of you were not here last night? You're not here last night? Okay. I can't revise. You missed class, so you should, you should ask your, your classmate. Uh, you got the notes. Okay, you need explanation to the notes, which you missed last night. Hallelujah. We're talking about those who are thankful. And I was saying at this time of the year, we need people to be thankful. Are, are you with me? At this time of the year, you need people who will appreciate the things that um, has been given to them, has been done for them, and that they will be grateful. This chair is a very nice chair. Last night, the guy who was sitting on it was sleeping. And tonight, I see another sleeping girl. The way she's sitting and she's relaxed is that she is in she house. And she, she dressed up and she, she like she won't go home or something. <laughs> it's the chair. <laughs> oh, I can hear a voice. A voice that I've not been hearing for a long time. <laughs> Big up yourself. <laughs> Beautiful. And so if you will listen, and if you will take notice of what I said, you will thank somebody before the year is out. You see, God looks at all these things. God looks at how grateful and how thankful we are. It is even based on that that he adds more things into our lives. It's true. God, he knows your heart. The Bible says, man look at the outward God looks at the heart. And God sees our hearts and that he knows those who are grateful and those who are ungrateful. And so we are learning how to say thanks by being grateful. And there's a group of people who are thankful. And I, I, I told you last night to try and come up with a list of 10 people and say thank you to them. 
And when you say thank you, it's not just a test message. Stop those WhatsApp messages to say thank you. They don't mean anything. You can copy from somewhere and paste it. Doesn't mean anything. Especially Merry Christmas messages that many of you will send around. You tip it from uh, Facebook. You forward it. Now, I think WhatsApp has now come up with something that if the thing is forwarded a few times, it tells you that this message has been forwarded a few times. So watch it. Those who like forwarding messages without knowing that the message has been received by the the recipient you are sending a message to before. Now it's, it's, it's possible. It's seen. You can't hide it anymore. So if a particular message is forwarded several times, WhatsApp will tell you this message has been forwarded several times. Yeah. So you can know whether a message has gone viral or not. Yeah. Have, have you noticed it? Uh, with all the things you know, you've not noticed it? Yeah, it's right there. You see it clearly. Yeah. Forwarded many times. Yeah, they don't tell how many times. They tell it's forwarded many times. Are you with me tonight? And so, don't just be hearers of the word deceiving yourself. Is that Sarah? Hi, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> Do not be a hearer of the word deceiving yourself. And you do that when you don't write down what you are supposed to do. That's why we come to church. When you come to church, it's like when you go to school. And it's even better when you go to university. In university, they don't give you notes. They talk. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why we call it university. Sugar, are you there? That's what we call it in university. They don't, it's not the primary and secondary where the teacher will come and then he'll write. He'll write acid and basis. He'll write, what is an acid? He'll write. And then you are sitting down here. And it's okay. Break time. We'll continue tomorrow. And you copy all your notes. No, in university, they just talk. Sometimes if you are kind, in our time, when you are kind, the, the lecturer comes with a, with a PowerPoint. <laughs> he presses the, 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 the school, the university remote, and then he changes. And he changes. And then the people, some people are talking, some people are touching each other, some people are hugging each other. Crazy, chaotic environment in university. Now you now have to try to glean from all that is happening. And to present something useful and fruitful to pass your exam when the time comes. How many understand what I'm trying to say? It's the same thing in the church. I'm preaching, I'm preaching. You can come and sit down and you, you can come with any, your phone, whatever. And I'll be preaching for about 45 minutes. And you will not be able to write down anything that you're going home with. I was, I was reading a small part of Prophet's book on the secrets of enlargement. There's a new book in the Macarius, 51 to 100. The secret, enlargement secrets. Enlargement secrets. And there's a chapter he, he speaks about how meditation can enlarge you. Meditation and enlargement. And he uses James, uh, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, where God told uh, Joshua to think about the word, meditate on the word. He says meditation brings enlargement. If you think about something over and over and over and over, it opens your mind. It is thinking about 
sending people to Bible school, that has brought me to a, a decision now that I'm not sending anybody anymore. It's true meditation. Thinking about it, thinking about it. Because when I send them to Bible school, when they come back, I become their enemy. Yet, a lot of idiots who have left this church were people I sent to Bible school. Yeah, you know, I can show you my statistics. The people I have appointed pastors here who have never been to Ghana before, they are more faithful, they are more loyal, they are more respectful than those who have never sat in a plane before that I made them sit in a plane. Those who are thankful. As I'm talking, there are some who have become animals. And then when they are married in the church, then they try to put their wives against me. Yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. Because they are, they are, they are good for nothing. So then they will try and tell... Because in Guyana, the women are better than the men. By far. I, without apologies. I will say without apology. The women are faithful. The women are stronger. They are more supportive than the men. I don't care what kind of man you think you are. And so when you bring up those things, you see that the women, they continue to, to, to follow. You see the men are rather out there, idiots, demon, demons in their lives. So as we are going through those who are thankful, I, I, I pray that you write something down that you're going to do. Tell your neighbor, I hope you're, you are writing something down that you're going to do. Pumpkin. Pumpkin, what's your name? Hmm? Jasmine Bob. Jasmine. Jasmine Bob. Okay. How old are you? Eleven. You're eleven. Is that your daughter? Okay. Who's your mother here? Or your auntie? Or your granny? Granny Jackie? You're from the scheme? Oh, Lord Jesus. All right, sit down. <laughs> Where's Shati? <laughs> She's not from the ski. Ski people don't behave like that. No, no. Okay. <laughs> the ski president is talking. <laughs> you know someone from the ski when you see one. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> now, we're looking at Apostle Paul, who had to defend himself before King Agrippa. Because the people said that he was going around, he was talking about Jesus, and he was saying that, that Jesus, he died, he was once alive, he died, and he rose again, and all kinds of things. So he was arrayed before King Agrippa, and he made his defense. He was trying to explain to the people why he is who he is, where he came from, his history, his background. And so last night we spoke about background. And for the first time in my life, I was preaching to angels in the church. People who don't have any bad background. They were born angels with wings. Because if you are to look back, I think it was Ashanti who sent me, Ashanti sent me a picture of herself, I think, a few years ago and now. I think, was it your birthday? No, you just, she just sent me. She sent me a picture of how she used to be and how she is now. The two dress, if you see her dressing then, 
and you see her dressing now, you can see that something has changed. Yeah, no, clearly. If I had a picture, I would have shown you. Clearly. So the question also is, is there a picture you can bring? Not that you used to dress bad, but you used to, you used to dress as a sinner. That's what I'm talking about. Where's is it Herman? Herman? Where is he? Did you wear bigger pants this time? You sure? There's some space inside. Yesterday I was afraid for you. I said this pants will just break out or bust out. <laughs> All right. Please <laughs> not say you're going to buy the fabric. If you don't have money, I'll add a little bit of money to it. <laughs> so you buy something a little bigger. So when you walk, it doesn't tear. I was afraid for you, pa. God bless you. Many of us who know where we came from, we have a past. And it is looking at the past that makes us grateful anytime. The apostle Paul said that his, his past was very, very, very wrong. The people he used to chase and kill, okay, the people he used to follow and kill and all of that, now he has become part of those people, not because he doesn't know what he's doing, but he, he met the, 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 the founder of those group of people. He met him on the road to Damascus. And so in First Timothy, he wrote a letter to Timothy telling him that he, he thanked Christ Jesus, his Lord. It's very important to be thankful. It's very important, you see, and I will say it, uh, I know so many people will not listen. It's, it's very important to me. You see, when you practice thanksgiving, it's even very difficult for you to go off. Paul said, my life before, I have nothing to do but to live my life for the one who has changed me and made me who I am today. Those who are thankful. Those who are thankful. And so you can live a thankful life by being obedient to the heavenly vision. I don't know your experience, but God is so faithful. I got text messages from quite a few people who, who told me about some experiences. Let me tell you, if you don't have a heavenly vision, you are not born again. Ravio, if you don't have a heavenly vision, you are not saved. Because God will call you and put something in your heart. And it is that which he puts in your heart that motivates and, and drives you for the rest of your life. If you don't have a heavenly vision, eh, I give you five years, you, you, you become nothing. To be here for 17 years preaching. You see, and that's the thing. None of these guys who have come around and gone, they can never compare themselves to me. Never! It's, it's, it's very shameful. It's very shameful that when you say you have a call on your life, and then, where is the calling? So, so what? Are you a liar? Are you a deceiver? Are you devilish? 
affairs group. Orandel, Keith, David, Elizabeth, and Paul. Bishop Richard was here. He had to even organize money from London to help them pay their ticket to go to Ghana. The first group of people. Bishop Richard, right up here. He called them. They were, they were organizing money and it wasn't enough. And I told him about it. He said, oh, then he, you know, interviewed them a bit. Then before we could say Jack Robinson, money had come inside to buy tickets for them to go to Ghana. Today, Orandel is, is gone. Keith is gone. David is gone. They are liars. Because we who are standing in front of you for 17 years, this is just 17 years of, 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 it's part of what I have been doing. I got saved in 1989. Calculate it. I've been serving God for 33 years. The example that is standing in front of you is not an example who goes back. The Bible says, he who holds the plan and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. And anybody who has been saved and is grateful to God will never look back. Will never look back. To be saved alone is enough. To be called into the ministry is such a great privilege. To be saved is one thing. And to be called to come close. Now, some of these things, I don't have to say it, but I say some things just so that you understand because a lot of you don't understand anything. That is why the Bible says you mark and avoid those people. They are disgrace. You cut them off. There is no romancing with this group of people. They are disgrace. And there's no apology for anything. And those of you who are here, you have to be very careful. You see, if you don't do something to say thank you, you will, you will even forget that somebody has done anything for you. That, that is why it is important to put action to, to what you think or you feel in your heart. You have to. You, you, must, you must put action. You must. I'm demanding from all the people that I've laid hands on and called you pastors. I demand a thank, thank, something from you at least three times a year. What do you mean? You look at how I call somebody pastor and that person begins to call girls in the church and telling them nonsense and the girls are very respectful. You, you think you can call any girl on your phone and tell them nonsense? Now, because we, are, we say you're a pastor, you can call a girl in a church and tell them things that they are even afraid to talk about it. To even meet the bishop. Because we, 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 we appointed you a pastor, so, so the, the people, are, they, they kind of have a certain small respect for you. Look, some idiot telling some girl, uh, where, where do you work? Some girl who has left the church a long time ago, and you have been appointed a pastor here, and now your pastor, you don't even know what you're doing. You are calling this girl, you say you are coming for her at her workplace. There's some small girl who left the church many years ago, now he's trying to come back to the church. All of a sudden, I hear that this guy who used to be a pastor in the church is calling her, saying, I'll come and pick you from your workplace. And then the girl is asking, why do you want to come and pick me from my workplace? How many church members do you bring to church on a Sunday in the vehicle that you have? 
that you can you have the audacity to tell a girl who is not in the church who, it is because she has been in the church before and the person knows that you are a pastor that's why you are trying to use that advantage on the person you are cursed for the rest of your life people who know where they came from and understand this 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 privilege of being called they are grateful forever they're grateful forever they're grateful you're awake i like that <laughs> take take your seat in Acts chapter 26 Acts chapter 26. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I have to mention names because you may not know them. Yeah. I'm not afraid of anybody. If the people who gave birth to these people never bought a ticket for them to go anywhere before. Never did any passport for anybody. Even to Serena. It can only be a devil who shows ingratitude to somebody who has been very influential in your life. Acts chapter 26 verse 19. This is what Apostle Paul said. He said, whereupon can I grip her? I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. I don't know about you, but I know there are many people here who have a heavenly vision. And the Lord spoke to me in my heart to emphasize on that tonight. Because that is the only thing that will keep you on the, on the straight and narrow. I'm telling you. I said it before. And I can say it again. I can fight with any of my brothers and senior brothers. But God forbid, I would never fight with my father. God forbid. As our brothers, we fight. We disagree. Disrespect. You can name any bishop. I can I can be whatever rude or something. But when it comes to the father, no, 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 that's no joke. He's the only one who can tell me, leave here and I'll leave. Nobody else can tell me that. And he's he he didn't give birth to me. He's not my biological father. But he moved me away from Europe, where my biological father sent me to. That didn't buy my ticket to take me to Europe. He actually removed me from where my father and my parents were expecting a lot from me. That once you go to Holland, we are blessed. He came into my life to change that. Now, I was in a position where I couldn't send money to them. And I had to find reasons, excuses. And I looked so bad and so useless because... I mean, the other siblings are, they are living in places where they can send money home. You have become a missionary. You, you have allowed a pastor to change your course. 
only one who can move me. He didn't give birth to me. He did not give birth to me. He didn't give birth to me. I grew up from a, from a, I'm from a different place from where he's from. I didn't know him anywhere. It was a woman who I said, I want to marry. She was the one who said, this is my pastor. Go and say hello to him. Yeah, say hello. And it's the hello that has brought me here. (laughs) Yeah. Because I did not take our meeting for granted. Now, I am not telling you things that I have not done Yes, I'm telling you things that I, I know I have done in my life. It's a, it's a testimony of what I am, I am doing. He told me I should leave Europe. I said, no problem. I left. Who leaves Europe? Who leaves Europe? People want to go to Europe. That's why somebody bought six months ticket for, his, for her brother to come to UK. And when she got to, the guy got to uh, Heathrow or uh, Gatwick, they sent him back to one-way ticket, six months to UK. Why? You don't read, you don't read the conditions for the, for the free visa? Says, even, even Trinidad, you can't stay there for the six months. If you Suriname, you can't stay there for six months. It's 90 days. That's three months. You buy a ticket, you are going to England for six months? One way ticket. If the white man says one way, it means you are not going back. Galang. We will not even let you step foot inside here. Then you go on Facebook and something. Eh, it's not real. It's not real. You are ignorant. Those who are ignorant. I didn't know Bishop died from anywhere. But since I met him in 1994. I am still following him. 1994, I met him. I don't know what example you want. I don't know. Somebody who meets somebody who is not biologically related and then follows the person like he says, God. Since 1994, 28 years. You're not born. Now we meet you, we send you to Bible school. Try to change your life. Then the you now want to go back in the mud and muddy yourself. That is somebody's fault. Thank you very much. They, you see, they, the Bible says, these are spots in our feasts. These are people who give us a certain bad image and bad name around create an impression like we, we are not good people, we are bad people, because if we were good people, they would have stayed. It's not, it's not like that, though. It's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that. Anytime something happens, you don't know what is inside. I know some of you are seeing some, uh, some forwarded messages on your platforms and things. You don't have any idea all you see is some message saying something, something, something. You don't have an idea. You don't have an idea. You don't have an idea when somebody is organizing a crusade 
And then the prophet says, do one, two, three. And then you go, you say that the one, two, three, I won't do it. I'll do four, five, six. And that's not the first time. It's over, over, over. You, you don't understand things. <laughs> I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Now, if you look at somebody like Noah, I'm talking about heavenly vision. Thank you, Ned. Noah, you see, meditation is very important. Because when you read Genesis chapter 6, and then God told Noah to build an ark, you have to ask yourself, I think somebody was asking me that question, how do you know when God is talking to you? It's a very good question. Because how do you know that this ark you are building, is not, you are not mad? How do you know that going to Guyana to start a church, is, is, you are not going to commit suicide. It, it, it's going to be the worst time of your life. How, how do you believe that this is a good thing to do? somebody begin to go to the forest and cut down wood and come and slice them into pieces and begin to build an ark. Because this person, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, no, Genesis, sorry, Genesis chapter 6 verse 1, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days and, and also after that when the sons of God came on, uh, in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw the wickedness of man. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of his thoughts, of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said. Somebody say the Lord said. I will destroy man who I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. My Lord. Verse 8. But. Noah was exempted. The Bible says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Look at this picture. Everybody living in the time of Noah has been condemned to death. The only person that is given a chance to live again is Noah. So when he was given a vision that I have spared you, Build me an ark. What should you do as Noah? 
<laughs> there won't be a single day you will not cut wood. Let the forestry division come and take you to court and, and see you that you are, you are, de, you are, de, you are, you are engaging deforestation. But you continue to do what you are doing because you have been given a heavenly vision. Who was there when God told Noah to build the ark? And how can Noah be sure that this ark, especially something as crazy as go and take the animals two by two, So crazy. So strange. But you see, Noah, in verse 22 of Genesis chapter 6, Noah, the Bible says, thus did Noah, if you can give me New Living Translation, thus did Noah according, so Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. He was grateful that his life was spared. And that he was given an opportunity to build an ark. So that people who go into the ark will be saved. As much as nobody heard it, he was the only one who heard it. He kept on. He kept this heavenly vision. And he was obedient to it until it began to rain. When it began to rain, people still didn't believe. Two days. It's oh, Sometimes it rains for two days. It's not a problem. Three days. So, well, well, it will stop. Nothing goes on forever. Four days. They say, hmm. There's no rain for four days before. This is beginning to look a little funny. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And the guy who did not disobey the heavenly vision was spared himself and those who believed him. Maybe when you were younger, there was something that was said about you or you heard. It is still, it is still that. I said, it is still that. My mother told me, out of nine children, one, one died. She told me, Anytime she sent me to go and buy pepper and I say, I won't go, she would remind me that I was the one who almost killed her when she was giving birth to me. Because it was, you know, someone who look at the sun and she says, you should go and buy pepper from border market. Oh. Wow. This hot sun and the pepper. Go to all the way, walk here. No transportation. Walk here, go border, buy pepper. Why didn't you buy pepper when you went to market on Saturday? And now you come to the first and say, Mom, Mom, I'm me, I'm good. They say, You, you don't want to go. Now you say, You don't want to go. You know, all, the, all your, your, your brothers and sisters, you're the only one. I almost died when I gave that to you. She used to tell me that. Anytime I try to disobey the heavenly vision. <laughs> I'm the only person in my family who is living this life. There's nobody like that. I'm sure you too. I'm sure you too, there's nobody in your family who is living this crazy life we're living. 
And that's how sometimes those who are not convinced that they have been given a heavenly vision, that's why they fall away. Because it is a very strange life. It is a strange life. When I, now when I go to Ghana, I, I feel like I'm be, I've been there for a long time. I have to leave. Yes. I don't, when I go to Ghana, I, I, I arrive a day before my, my, my engagement. I leave a day after my engagement. As if I don't know anybody in Ghana. I'm in and I'm out. I was born there. I was born there. I went to school there. I went to prim- nursery school. I went to primary school. I went to secondary school. I, I, all of that. I did all of that in Ghana. I come from Agogo in Asante Achim. I was raised there and I was raised in Kumasi also. I have friends. I have classmates. I have relatives. Apart from the church family. When I go to Ghana, I can't, let me tell you, if I am going to follow my classmates and family, when I go to Ghana, I will spend one year. Even this simple classmates platform that we have these days, it's like, oh, Charlie, oh, let's come together anytime we have the opportunity. I have several of my classmates. We were two. A level, we were two. We were, we were three. A father, son, and the Holy Ghost. I was a father. I had a son and I had the Holy Ghost. Richard and Eric. They were my left and right hand men. We go everywhere together. We wear shoes together. We wear the, our pants and our shirt. We, 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 just, we just share everything. We had girlfriends. We were going out. We go out with our girlfriends. I was a senior prefect. Richard was the, I think, entertainment prefect. And then Eric was, I think, the discipline or something prefect. Three musketeers. Richard now is an army commander, some high-level Air Force commander at Bema Camp. Have mates. One of my classmates as we were buying our towels from China. He's ambassador in China. Peter, yeah, Peter, Peter Merno, he's ambassador. Yeah. I have classmates. I have people, I don't know whether you have classmates, but I have classmates. <laughs> and they are scattered all over. I have classmates who are professors. Professors. Custom officers, high level, and me, all kinds of people. I, I, I finished secondary school in 1986. That's when I finished secondary school. 1986. I finished O level 1986. I've been around. I've met people. I've met people. I've known people all over the world. There's, there's almost every place in the corner of the world, if I'm going there, I can find somebody I know who knows somebody there. That's all over. Then I find myself in another part of the world where I don't have a classmate. Even the people that you come from the same continent with, we are not friends. It's a very crazy life. It's a very crazy life. All my siblings, the eight of us, I'm the only one who has decided to live somewhere where people of my, of, of my group don't go to live. 
How many Ghanaians do you know in Guyana? Apart from me, have you ever met a Ghanaian in Guyana before? Huh? Oh no, Rafael's not a Ghanaian. No, <laughs> yeah. No, apart from us, have you? Ghanaians don't go to places where there's no money. And there's no money in Guyana. Irrespective of the oil, there's still no money here. <laughs> there's no money here. Go to America. Ah! My sister-in-law says she works with some Guyanese. And he, he said, they are so proud. So she was asking me, how is Guyana? I said, you don't want to know. He said, oh, please, tell me. So when I go to work, I can have something to tell these proud people. I said, don't, don't worry them. Don't worry them. There are only 750,000 people. He said, what? Not even one million? I said, I'll just end there. She says, the people at work, the people are proud. I said, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. When they come back, they sleep in the hotel. They don't have nowhere to go. Yeah, they sleep by people. Can't build a small flat house somewhere. Then when you come, you come and stay inside. Heavenly vision. God wants to remind you that there was something He spoke to you about. You see, God spoke to me about butterflies. I never had any likeness or anything for butterflies until recently, where God told me that. He will use, and he has been using butterflies to guide and to show his presence to me. So now I don't play with butterflies. You can't kill a butterfly when I'm there. I'll kill you too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I have pictures. I can show you pictures. When I was preaching in church in Samaria, I was wearing a, a gold type of shirt and the black pants, like, you know, the national anthem, national uniform. <laughs> black pants, you good. It works with everything. I was preaching. Esther, do you remember? Then from nowhere, a, a gold and black butterfly comes to, I think I, my hand was stretched like that. And it comes to land right on my wrist like that. I have a picture of it. You saw it? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, you were there too. That, that, that was the first time. It was, it was just a bit fascinating. It was, it was a, you know, very interesting. But I didn't think deep about it. Until I took a group with me to go to Madia. And on the road... I, I don't, I am not afraid to go anywhere. So I told my people, I said, we are going to Maria. We are driving. They said, ah, we are going. Myself, Raphael, Calvin, Cromwell. Loaded. He drove. We went uh, until we started seeing swimming pools. <laughs> swimming pools. You see, we were from town trying to do a jungle business and we didn't understand what we were doing. 
I tell you, I'm t- God, God saw us. He said, I like these people. They, they are very zealous, but they, they don't have knowledge. They lack understanding. So there are novices on this road. First swimming pool, we took a stick like that and we, we tried to. Nobody wants to get down. Everybody dress up in their vehicle. Nobody wants to check whether the, the, the water is deep or not. Because we don't know the road. That is when I had to shout. I think that's when, where's Shawin? That's when Shawin had to even roll his pants. Yeah. I said, sure, you people, you should have, you should have traveled short pants. Roll it up. Then we go into the water to find a spot that is shallow. Then we, we, we choose a path that the car can pass there. Then I'll go first. Then the second car will come. Then the third, fourth. They'll say, hey! Two, about five minutes later, a second swimming pool. Until we got to a place where a big truck was stuck on a hill. If you look across, you see a valley deep. The, the big truck loaded was in the middle of the road. The left side has a hill. So, it's, it's, I mean, you touch the, 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 the earth or the wall. And then the right side is a deep valley. So I was number one. Then I tried to maneuver. I got stuck. Oh. If I get stuck, none of them can try. <laughs> now, it was on that trip that we discovered a blue and black butterfly. Even before we got stuck, I thought I was the only one seeing the blue and black butterfly. Not knowing it was, the butterfly was showing itself to me and all the cars behind me also. So when we got to a point and we were talking about it, they said, ah, I think it was LPU, like said, he also saw the blue. I said, you, you also saw blue and black butterfly? You sure? He said, yes. The butterfly will come, will, will fly in front of the windscreen like that, blue and black, right and go into the, the bush on the right side. And then as you go a few seconds, he will come back out right in front to the other side. And it was the same thing for all the vehicles that were behind me. It was, it was a little, again, just like the gold and black butterfly who just came upon my wrist when I was, my hand was stretched. It was a little too, ah, what kind of butterfly, butterfly fly that was it? Ah, ah. It was not until we believed that, in fact, we saw the butterfly, it was a blue and black butterfly. Some saw the blue, blue and white. I, I saw the blue and black. But some people saw blue and white. We got stuck. The guy, the bus, a bus came to our aid. He's the one who drove in front of us all the way to Maria. The bus was blue and white. Blue and black. And there was a seat on top of the bus that was blue and white. Everybody left us. He didn't get time with us. He was the only guy. He was wearing three-quarter pants. His boxer shorts showing, no belt, no top, no shoes. He's holding his pants like that. He's driving a bus, full of goods. He said, brother, wherever I drive, follow me. Come and see driving. Those who have not done Formula One driving before. Hey, we got to a place, it was me and him, and then was somebody behind me? 
was, was Calvin. Me, it was the guy, the, the angel butterfly, me, and then Pastor Calvin. Then Reverend Ralph and Reverend Leary, we can't find them anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Those who are lost. <laughs> yeah. The day before Akima and Joshua's wedding, I was in Samaria with Reverend Leary, trying to sort out our sound. I got off the stage, I was walking away, and I saw a white butterfly. I was wearing a white shirt. It was a white butterfly. This one, I took my own phone and I took a picture. I said, this one, I know. I did a selfie. And then when we went out to the wedding to take pictures with Joshua and Akima, right out there on Akima's gown, there was a butterfly. It was in the hall even, there was a butterfly. I was going to Korea. The Lord spoke to me. He said, I'll be with you. Just as you've been seeing butterflies, you will see me in Korea. I can't go back. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way. Ah. It's not just a song. It's a prayer. It's a confession. It's a statement that I will never go back. I will not forget the heavenly vision that you have shown me. Several examples. Abraham. Genesis chapter 11 verse 27. Somebody sent me a message. He said, Bishop, I had a dream. I saw the world as a globe. And I know the person, so I explained to the person what's going on. I, I don't know what you're seeing. I don't know what you're hearing. I don't know when you became a Christian or even before you became a Christian, the things that used to happen to you that you didn't understand that maybe now you understand. Be careful of those things. That is what is called heavenly vision. Remember, don't forget. Remember. The Bible says in Genesis 11 verse 27, this is the account of Terah's family. That's Abraham's father. Terah was the father of Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran was the father of Lot. But Haran died in Ur, of the Chaldeans, the land of his birth, while his father Terah was still living. Meanwhile, Abraham and Nahor both married. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. Milcah and her sister Iscah were daughters of Nahor's brother Haran. But Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. One day, Terah took his son Abraham, his daughter-in-law Sarai, and his grandson Lot, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans, he was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still in Haran. 
the Lord said to Abraham. Chapter 12 and verse 1. This man takes his family and he settled in a place called Haran. Trying to make a life. Then from nowhere, it is recorded that the Lord said to Abraham, Terah's son, leave Haran. Forget about your father Terah. Forget about all the people that God has brought to that. Forget them. He said, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. Verse 4. So Abraham departed. Charlie, you are there and then I still wonder how God used to speak to them. You think God will call them on their phone? And say, you legs? I am the Lord. Get out of Isla Penitas. <laughs> my name is God. You know my number, isn't it? Yes, God, I know. It, now it is so easy when people call you. You pick up because you know who's on the other side. In these days, how was God ministering to these people? Have you thought about it? It is recorded very simply. And the Lord spoke to Abraham, leave your country. And the Bible says in verse 4, and he left. It sounds so simple. It sounds so straightforward. But how did Abraham hear? And how crazy, how crazy, how mad, how odd, how awkward it sounded when he packed his bags and said, that God said I should leave. Who is God? Why are you going? He said, he didn't tell me. He said, I should just leave. Abraham, I think you should go to babies. <clears throat> Something is not <clears throat> working in your head. It is called heavenly vision. No evidence. No proof. You can't prove it in a day that this is what God wants you to do. He said, I was not disobedient to it. When Paul started preaching, people were afraid of him. He said, ah. No, 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 no. He's a scamp. It's not this guy who last week was going here to go and arrest people and kill them. How come he has come here to preach? I'm sure he's coming to preach so that people, the people who say amen, he will write all their names and then after church he will come for them. That's how. It's like he's, he's setting us up. How did Paul just rise up out of nowhere and say that God has called me to preach? Charlie, something got to be wrong. It wasn't be, be until the, the evidence was clear. The Bible talks about a guy called Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. He used to do a lot of good things. He used to pray. One day he gets a dream and then somebody in the dream says, send people to a guy called Peter. He's, he's Simon the Tanner's house. Go, go and ask him to come and see you. He gets up in the morning. He organizes people. He sends them. Are you crazy? Many of you have had encounters. I'm, I'm closing. 
Many of you have had encounters. You've had things being spoken to you. You, you, have, you have pushed it aside and you are living your life in desperation. Until you come back and use gratitude to hold on to that vision. You see, there are people, so some of you, you were sent here for me. And that, when I was telling Solomon <laughs> that I'm going to take her husband away from her very soon. She was crying. She, she was crying. She was crying. Oh. Oh. Sister Salo. Big girls don't cry. <laughs> As I was going to send her husband away somewhere. Even before the children come. Started getting nervous. No, she won't die. Oh, at all. She she'll get help. She even tell her husband, please stay longer. We don't really miss you. I mean, we miss you, but we don't miss you. You do your thing. Yeah. What did she tell you? She said she knows you. You you belong to the church. Or you are. Yeah, she sends me a text message. She says she's thinking about me leaving before the baby comes, but she knows that I belong to the church, so she can't do anything about it. Yeah, she's a very smart girl. Very smart girl. Yeah. Because she has realized that this guy belongs to the church. That is the heavenly vision. Because God has people here to help and raise my hand in what I'm doing. I mean, what, what do you think? That God will call me and they will not give me helpers? God called Jesus. He gave him 12 guys. He called Moses. He gave him 70 elders. You think God will call me in Guyana and will not give people who love me, who are so into me that you can think whatever you want to think? Just as some people go away and they become idiots and insult me, some people also stay and they love me bad, bad, bad. You should always look at the other side of things too. And God is telling you that do not be disobedient to that conviction that we should have. She needs that. Don't be disobedient to I'm telling you. As for penis, you've, you've had one already. So, as for children, you have some already. I can buy you a toy. Calvin will bring you a toy. Now, Calvin has two in his vehicle right now. If you like, he'll give you for, for Christmas. Carrot one. It was sleep as a carrot who ordered it, but we'll just give it to you. <laughs> a Christmas gift. <laughs> I think Liz plays an order, but she changed her mind because she's getting a real one. <laughs> Kevin, I'm not seeing Shauna's name on the list, though. She's not placing an order? That one's coming by C. That one's coming by C. <laughs> it's very heavy for the plate. <laughs> I'm telling you. Paul was prepared to die for the heavenly vision. Yes, sir. 
I don't know how prepared you are concerning what God... If God has not given you anything, I, I sorry for you. Because you will, just, you will just fizzle out with time. Because there's no purpose, there's no function, there's no, there's no mission. And once there's no mission, you can't tarry. People were wondering whether anything good could come out of Nazareth. Nazareth? Nazareth was condemned. Nobody expected anything to come from the Pomeroon. Pomeroon? That's where coconut, coconut water comes from. Yeah. If I was in the Pomeroon, I would not drink water. I would only drink coconut water all the time. Like your situation, you think that if you follow the heavenly vision, it's like you, you, you'll be useless. No. Even Nazareth, Nazareth, Nazareth. People were arguing. I don't believe. That's how, that people didn't know. That's what they call That's what they call Jesus of Nazareth. It was Nazareth was not linked to anything important. Until they realized Jesus came out of there. I'm just a messenger. Some of you, some of you have had dreams. You've had dreams. God has told you some things. Some of you, there's too many dreams. And you have not been obedient to that heavenly vision. If you are somebody who is grateful, you should be obedient to it. Start your feet, please. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.